Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast, Paul's 50 years of sporting memories. In this podcast, I will talk about my favourite sporting memories over the past 50 years with my good friend Glenn. It covers a wide range of sports and the triumphs and heartaches along the way. In each episode, we will go back in time to talk about my memories from a particular year. This is Paul Tonner. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Paul's 50 Years of Sporting Memories. I hope you are well and have had a great sporting week. How's your sporting week gone, Glenn? Uh, it's, been, it's been a hot one. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, there's a... Seeing a few things happening. And, uh, I've heard the news, there's a heat wave yeah. around the southeast coast of Australia. going to happen. Well, we've had it today and tomorrow mm. and Monday. Yeah, but well... I see that there's going to be a couple of big bash um, played at Metricon. That's right, yeah. I had a look at the draw this morning and, yeah, yeah, there's one on the 29th, the 1st, and, yeah, yeah, I went. I tried to go to a game last season and, oh, no, we're sold out. Yeah. And I knew they weren't sold out. (laughs) Yes, but... uh, no, they, they, they've had games there oh, the last couple of years, yeah, like yep, last couple yeah. of seasons. Um, I'm going to try and do one this year. Yes, it's a, it's a good, good ground metric on the watch yeah. of cricket from. I've seen a couple of games there now. Yeah. 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 Oh. So yeah. Uh, hopefully, yeah, I'll get to one this year. Maybe we, we get there together. Yeah. Yep. We'll, we'll it's get, a mongrel of a place to park. Oh, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll catch a tram bus. And I normally just, yeah, park and walk for 20 minutes. And oh, yeah, well, you can do that. I'll, <laughs> yeah. catch, a, I'll catch a bus. Because <laughs> yeah. you're, you're 20 minutes of walking, but if I walk the same distance, yeah. the whole thing will be over by the time I get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how was your sporting week? Yeah, it's been good. Um, I was sad to hear of the passing of the great Diego Maradona the yeah. other day. Yeah. The great Argentinian soccer player. He's someone who I remember fondly, especially from the 1986 World Cup when yeah. he yeah, led Argentina the victory. Yeah, in, he was a very talented oh, player. Yeah, he's probably up there with Pelé. Yeah. You know, it's one of the greatest most recognised footballers of all time. So do you think that that era, they're better than what we have now? Or? Oh, yeah, it's hard to say really, yeah. you know. Um, I, I find it better now because at least Australia are in World Cups now. Yeah, you know? but I mean individual players and the skills. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I don't think it's changed that much. You know, yeah. you, you notice it a lot in cricket. Yeah. You know, like it's a completely different game now. Teams are getting 300 runs in a 50-over game in yeah. their sleep, you know. Yeah, because they've had a bit of a break this year to yeah. plenty of time to practice and mm. you know, re-look at their skills. and That's right. And, and you know, way they approach games and that. Yeah, so. I think that, that skill in soccer has always been there. Yeah. Yeah, we, we call it soccer here, but... Yeah. yeah, football it is, and yeah. it's the world game. Yeah. yeah. And it's a wonderful game, you know, very yeah. skillful game. So yeah. I think, yeah, the skill element hasn't changed. It's always... Yeah, yeah but, but I mean going back to the cricket scene that mm. we haven't had the, yeah. the teams playing all year round, that there's been a bit of a break because of the coronavirus. Yeah, it would certainly be a challenge for them, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, I found it, that was one thing that really frustrated Myself with cricket, you know, when I I found, yeah, I couldn't get to the nets and yeah. couldn't train, yeah. Yeah, yeah I just, uh, I, I really enjoyed training, Yeah, getting in the nets. I just needed to feel the, yeah. the ball onto the bat and, yeah, yeah it's a bit take different a bit when you're take a bit of frustration doing out. it on Wii, on Wii or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. But no, I, I ended up. Yeah, it would have been, oh, well, I used to use the ball on the string a bit in the backyard, uh, but there was one thing I bought, would have been, oh, about 1998, it was called a Batmaster, yeah. and it wasn't a ball on a string, it was a ball on a rod, oh, oh boy, 
Because the problem with the ball on the string, it just keep getting bloody tangled around all the time, and you couldn't, you couldn't hit it too hard, you know. Because, yeah. and I've done the same with Livy, you know. I've yeah. I've, st- I've got a ball on a string, and you know, I'll take I'll take I'll take it down to the oval sometimes, and yeah. I've taught her a bit of uh, cricket yeah. this year. <laughs> and if you hit it too hard, it's. And I just say, Livy, just hit it softly. But this yeah. ball on the rod, oh, you could hit it as hard as you like. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. And you have to wear your pads and yeah. uh, full protective equipment, yeah. you know. Because yeah. if you got hit, you'd know about it. The, 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 the ball on the string was more just to practice your defence. Yeah, we'll put it this way. It was like, a, you know, the bowling machines that you had. Oh, I yeah. used to practice a lot on them. Oh, yeah. um, but it's like this ball on the rod, this Batmaster. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a bowling machine and balls coming at you every two two seconds. Pow, pow, pow. It was good fitness and it really, really helped my game, you know. Yeah, yeah just playing straight. And, yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, very sad to hear about Maradona's death. You know, he was that. I remember the 86 World Cup in Mexico. I think there was a game against England that, you know, the hand of God, they call it that match. Yeah. Because um, they're saying, you know, that was why they won, because it was the hand of God. The ball came off his hand and went into the goal and yeah. they were probably always going to win anyway, yeah. you know. But there was one goal that Maradona scored in that match and I reckon he, he's got the ball in his own half and I remember he's just dribbled all around these English defenders and he's just left them standing standing there, you know, and scores well it's the best individual goal I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, he was a freak. But a very yeah, just a uh well he was only sixty years old, you know, when he died. Yeah. Yeah, he had a lot of problems with drugs, especially later in his life and just let himself go and yeah, so quite sad to see what happened to him. Yeah. Yeah. That's not good. Mm. There's been a few footballers over the years that have gone that way, you know, George Best. Yeah. Yeah, another great footballer from, you know, the 60s and 70s. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was um, watching a, a – well, it was a – Movie length about the um, Rose of Isle of Man. Oh, yep. And the, the the guy that was a part of it, that, well, it was a majority part of what the filming, the, what he went through to do the practice mm. and leading up to the race. Yeah. And he said that our Beijing inspired him a lot. Mm. To do the racing. Yeah, he was a great. Yeah. He was great, Barry Sheehan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I miss him. He was a great commentator, funny guy. Yeah. 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 Did you ever see the ad with him with um, Dick Johnson? Yeah. They're <laughs> <No. laughs> in the, the servo. Yeah. Dick Johnson goes in and, oh, Barry, what would you like? Yeah. <laughs> oh, a, a pie and a drink and a and a and a Mars bar. And a, yeah, <laughs> Dick Johnson going. goes, and maybe a sock. And he goes, <laughs> "What do I need a sock for?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, now with this episode, we're going back to the year twenty thirteen. Yeah. yeah. So. It was a year that uh, early in 2013, Paul and Olivia moved to the Gold Coast from the Sunshine Coast. Oh, and it was a really hot summer that year, I remember. And, uh, yeah, I remember, you know, we spent lots of time at the uh, theme parks. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) you know, we got introduced to the, uh, what do they call it? The The locals one pass. Yeah, the locals yearly pass. Oh, and they got to work out. (laughs) Yeah. And it was great taking Livy, you know, to the 
uh, movie world in the middle of the week and yeah, yeah and we, I remember the, we got evacuated from a ride once, I remember. Uh. You know, those, those log cabin rides and uh. oh, Olivia just wanted, you know, she was only small at the time, only four or four years old or something and uh. and she just wanted to go on it. You know, it's one of those rides, you, know, you get soaked on there and uh. oh, I want to go on it again and again <laughs> and again. And again. Uh, and so, yeah, I thought, oh, yeah, we're going up one more time. And we're going up one more time. <laughs> we ended up getting evacuated halfway through. Uh, yeah. My daughter, Gina, she just loved roller coasters. Yeah. She just went on this that movie world. She went on this one roller coaster over and over again. Yeah. Is that the one there now that's biggest in the southern hemisphere? No, no, I think this one was the... Um, Oh, something to do with the, one of the movies that Mel Gibson was in. Oh, yep. Yeah. Mm. The l- lethal. Lethal weapon. Yeah, lethal weapon. Yeah. Is she, um, yeah, she could not go on that all, all day long, basically. Mm. Because even as a kid, when we were living down the farm, she used to draw roller coasters. Oh, really? She used to design them and yeah. draw them out and... Talk about it. I mean, there were pages everywhere of all these. She liked going on them? Yeah. I should love going on them. Yeah. And her daughter goes on. Yeah, she likes them there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so in 2013, President Barack Obama, he began his second term as US president. And unfortunately, we had the Boston Marathon bombing. And that... Um, yeah, killed five people and injured more than 260. And yeah, I think they were brothers who caused it and they found them oh, a couple of days later. One of them was shot dead, the other one arrested. And Yeah, so yeah, that was a very sad moment, you know, just for such a, an, an event, event like that, you know, like yeah, just I used to go in the city of the surf in Sydney Oh, years ago, and yeah. it was just a really, you know, fun event. You don't think of things like that happening, and yeah. it's a different time we live in now, and unfortunately, and uh, yeah, and that's probably you know the biggest oh, fun run in the world. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. My my uncle used to go on it just about every year. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And we had the birth of Prince George. And, yeah, the famous man, Nelson Mandela, he passed away. And it's amazing, you know, you you talk to a lot of uh, famous personalities around the world today, like Oprah Winfrey and, you know, some famous sports people, and, and you ask them, you know, who's the person who you've met? Who's inspired you the most? Yeah. Who you've been most impressed with? Yeah. I also Nelson Mandela. Because yeah. all those years in in, Karate, yeah. in, in jail, mm. and then he just came out and just mm. became president because he wanted to do the right thing. Yeah, and he, he had no uh, hatred, no uh, anger, uh, yeah. you know, just his ability to uh, forgive and forget. Yeah. Mm. And do what he thought was best for his people. And there's always the the image I always have of him is the uh, 1995 Rugby World Cup in South Africa when they won. Yeah, yeah and he was there, you know, yeah, yeah inspiring his players and yeah. giving them the World Cup trophy when they beat the All Blacks in the final. Yeah. yeah. So in music, now you might be able to help me with the pronunciation for this, Glenn. Goit, is it Goit? Gautier. Gautier, yeah. yeah. He won uh, three Grammy Awards. Yeah. He's, an, he's an Aussie music, um, Aussie singer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't know much about him. I know a lot about music, but, uh, yeah, I yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah. once it got to 2000, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually like the song that someone took it, he sung off. Yeah. Instead of the girl that, Somebody I used to know, mm. someone did a parody of the song. It, 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 it was that song I used to know. <laughs> yeah. Because the radio station used to play it th- 
three mm. times oh, a day and it would what? drive oh. up the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. It, it, it certainly doesn't make my list of the songs of all time. Well, it was, did very well. It was um, record yeah. of the year in America. Yeah. Um, but you haven't heard of him ever since. No. It's like I, a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are the... It's just a, um, unfortunately with the record labels being behind so many, so much that they find it, you now they get an artist and they put it out there and they get, yeah, get good luck out of it. But mm. then they normally would do a follow-up. Yeah. But maybe you recorded the follow-up and it was just, nah, we just, we'll wipe you. Yeah. Well, wipe your contract, mm. and that but yeah, it wasn't. And he, he sang that song with uh, that New Zealand Kimbra, yeah. Kimbra, a New Zealand singer. Yeah, it could have yeah. been. And I had yeah. a very weird film clip. Yeah. In memory. It was sort of whenever anything with Gautier, he was brought up. I just mm. turned the radio off. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to know <laughs> because it just seemed to be one of those songs that. As soon as it started, it just got stuck in here. Oh, yeah. 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 But, yeah, we had the beautiful Katy Perry singing Raw. Yeah. And in films, yeah, Frozen. Oh, Olivia had the outfit. She had everything. Everything in her room was frozen. Yeah, frozen. Yep. What did you <laughs> have the air conditioner up to? Up to like. Oh. <laughs> no, so I had, um, well, Pink. Had the number one album. Oh, okay. The Truth About Love. Yep. And Bruno Mars, an orthodox jukebox. Right. It seems a strange title for a, for a, a debut album. Yeah. Uh, but that had Uptown Funk on it. Oh, did it? It yep. started all. And when I was doing the research t- mm. for this episode, because in 2001 we talked about uh, digital TV coming in in the, in the state capitals. Well, 2013 was when they started to switch the analogue off. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So it's just interesting on how we picked those, those two episodes. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. So, yeah, we've got a new um, segment now. Yeah. Yep. This is a, a, for a first time in each of our episodes now, for each year, we're going to have an athlete's profile. So it's based on a, uh, an athlete who starred in that year. And whenever I think of the year 2013, I'll think of one name, Adam Scott. Yeah. Yep, the Aussie golfer. He uh, broke the hoodoo, yeah. just becoming the first Aussie after so many attempts and getting so, so close yeah. to winning the coveted green jacket, the US Masters. And he, I think it was, oh, not last year, not the year before, yeah, 2011, he went extremely close to winning. Um, and then, 12, yeah, in the British Open, the previous major, he had a four-shot lead, you know, with four holes to play and he fell apart. And yeah, so that was really hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. But his ability to come back from that, yeah. you know, that would have taken him a long time to get over. Yeah. And, yeah, how he won the US Masters, you know, under so much pressure. Yeah. And after what happened to him, you know, in the British Open the previous year, yeah. took real guts. Yeah. yeah, so just about Adam Scott, he was born in Adelaide and he moved to the Sunshine Coast in Queensland when he was age nine. And then he moved to the Gold Coast when he was 12 years of age and he went to the Southport School here, actually. Yeah, yeah I stayed there once when I was coaching a rep- representative cricket side from the Sunshine Coast. Uh, he won the Australian Boys Amateur title in 1997 and 1998. And he turned professional midway through the year 2000. That was, I think, sort of when I first heard of him. 
was the 2000 US Masters. Yeah. And he did really well, you know. I think he would have finished. He was up there, you know. He was sort yeah. of up there at least in the top ten. Yeah. You know, that's an amateur. That's incredible. Yeah. He won, well, as, as I mentioned, he won the US Masters, becoming the first Australian to do so and the only to do so. Yeah. Not even Greg Norman. No, even Greg Norman couldn't yeah. win it. He, he had it 1987. He had it in the bag. Yeah. And that bloody Larry Mize chip. Yeah. Yep. And you know what Larry Mize has done since then? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was a couple of times, well, yeah, probably at least half a dozen times Greg Norman went close to winning the Masters, but uh, was simply beaten by a better golfer on the day. Yeah. You know, Jack Nicholas and, yeah, Jose Maria Alasabal and, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he was ranked world number one from May to August 2014. And he's won 31 professional tournaments around the world. So some of his biggest tournaments, he won the 2004 Players' Championship. So that's the one in Florida that's sort of considered the fifth major, but it's not. Um, Yeah, and it's it's weird with golf, you know, because you look at tennis and you've got four grand slams. So you've got one in in one different country. So you've got one in... Australia, one in France, one in England, one in America. Yeah. Then when you look at golf, like there's four majors, three of them are in America, one in Britain. Yeah. And I really think they need to start looking at that. Yeah. Uh, Bring in a fifth major and, you know, play it somewhere in Asia or somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And you won the 2011 Bridgestone WGC uh, International. And he won the 2016 WGC Cadillac Championship. And as I mentioned before, he was a runner-up in the 2012 British Open. And he, yeah, in his spare time, he loves surfing and he's an Adelaide Crows fan, just like Leighton Hewitt. Yeah. And he was a member of the Australian World Cup team in 2002 and 2013. And he's been a member of every President's Cup team since 2003. So they, they play America every second year yeah. and they get flogged. <laughs> yeah. It's not like the Ryder Cup yeah. where they, uh, you know, it's really, really goes right down to the wire. Yeah, yeah. President's Cup. Apart from, oh, I think they won it the very first year, the internationals. Yeah. But after that, yeah, it's just been one by yeah. traffic. So all up he's completed he's competed in 78 majors with 19 top 10 finishes nine top 5 finishes and three top 3 finishes and I actually saw him play live in the 2006 yeah. Australian PGA at Coolum uh, yeah it's a lovely place Coolum oh it's beautiful up there yeah yeah it's where it's where gold coasters go for holidays <laughs> That's right. Yep. Mm. Up to the um, sunshine goes. Yeah. And it looks like the quiz girl looks a bit bored there. Oh, hello, quiz girl. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we better oh, give I forgot you were there. there. <laughs> I was trying to be quiet. How are you going? Um, okay. Yeah? Yeah. What's been happening? Um, I've got, like, I'm really congested, which is why I sound a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a sniffle and I've got a really sore throat and a cough. Yeah. From you're battling away. Yeah, and from yeah. what I know, it's not contagious. No, so. she went to the doctor this morning. Just a bit of a virus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, i better show you the quiz questions for today, eh? Where are we? Here we are. Now. Here we go. Question number one. (coughs) Okay. What famous English footballer played his last game of his career? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Say that again. What famous English footballer played his last game of his career? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we had a few famous retirements in 2013. <coughs> yep. All right. Sorry, I've been trying to keep quiet. <laughs> so now I'm just letting out all my coughs while also trying to commentate. All right, next one. Question number three. Uh, two. Two, sorry. Shoe. Shoe. Which cricket legend retired from his game after his 200th test match at the age of 40? Mm-hmm. Hang on. It's a big... you got to reach up high for the microphone, oh. don't you? Yeah. Which cricket legend retired from the game after his 200th test match at the age of 40. Mm-hmm. What horse trainer celebrated her, ma- her maiden Melbourne Cup victory when her horse... Oh, I better help you with that one. Fiorente. Fiorente. Ridden by Damien Oliver One. Mm-hmm. What horse trainer celebrated her maiden Melbourne Cup victory when her horse fired... Fiorente. 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 Written by Damien Oliver One. Okay. Thanks, Livy. You're I'll, welcome. Uh, reveal the answers to those questions towards the end of the episode today. That we will. Mm. Okay. So let's look at the year 2013. So. Oh, my computer's playing up here. I'm taking that out with me for a sec. She's got a USB plugged into my computer. <laughs> it's, it's an iPhone charger. <laughs> so as, as I mentioned before, Adam Scott, he won the US Masters in a playoff with Argentine An- An- Angel Cabrera on the second playoff, ho- playoff hole. So uh, and I remember... I was sitting watching the tel- watching the telly there, and I got Olivia to watch it too. <laughs> and when he sunk that, well, actually, it was on the 18th hole, and he had a real pressure putt. And it was, you know, if he sunk this putt, he pretty much was guaranteed of winning. Uh, you know, and well, this is what we thought. Uh, and he sunk it, and I just thought, you beauty. Uh, <laughs> and I was just going berserk, you know, and it was getting really dark there in, in uh, Augusta, Georgia at the time, and it was raining, and yeah, and yeah, there was an Aussie who he was playing with at the time, Mark Leishman, he was pumping his fist, you know, because yeah. he was up there in contention, but yeah, he was just thinking of his mate, going, you beauty, you know, uh. go Aussie, yeah. Yeah. And uh, but then Angel Cabrera, <laughs> he had other ideas. He he um, played a brilliant shot on on the 18th and forced a playoff. And Angel Cabrera, he won the Masters two years earlier, so he he knew what it was all about. Yeah. But then in the second playoff hole, Adam Scott stepped up, and he was using a, a broomstick putter because he would. You went from just, you know, using a conventional putter to a broomstick, you know, with the long handle. Yeah. And I think that, you know, they've got rid of them now. They're not, yeah, they're not allowed to use them. Yeah. Yeah, they, I think it happened about three or four years ago. And, but he, he was using the broomstick putter at the time. First time I saw one of those broomstick putters was when Peter Senior, he used to use them. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it worked for Adam Scott that day, especially on that second playoff hole, yeah. and he sunk it, and that was it. He won the Masters, and I'm just going, you beauty. Yeah. And I'm just going, ding dong, the witch is dead, and I was dancing with the living <laughs> in the lounge room, and, yeah, it was a great moment because uh, it's probably up there with one of probably my greatest sporting memory. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you never thought it would happen. You know, you just thought, well, like we're cursed. 
you know, uh, and Aussie is never going to win this tournament because so, for so often, you know, they've got so close just to fall short, you know, because um, it's such a competitive sport, you know, like yeah, just, uh, just recently, like, um, you know, we had the US Masters recently yeah. and Dustin Johnson won. And there was an, the, an Aussie came runner-up. His name was Cameron Smith, not the footballer. Uh, but, like, you know, he shot bloody 16 under par or yeah, something. Uh, like any other year, he would have won. Yeah. But, you know, this is how competitive it is over there. Like, you've got to – things have really got to go your way on the day, uh, you know. And, uh, yeah, you know, to come runner-up, that was outstanding performance, yeah. you know. And, yeah, just during the week, I, there was a tournament over there in America and you know, Jason Day, he was shooting 67 over four holes, 68, <coughs> 69, 64. Yeah. And he still finished, like he finished um, 10th or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just unbelievable, the amount of talent on that, um, well, they call it the show. On that US PGA, yeah, yeah. on that tour, because yeah, they're just gun golfers. So yeah, Adam Scotty paid a lot, lot of tributes to uh, Greg Norman, the great Australian golfer, who, and he mentioned in his speech, he's a man who inspired a nation of golfers. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, we go on the cricket now. And we had the Ashes Tour in England, and the Aussies lost 3-0. But, yeah, it was sort of a series that, you know, didn't really reflect the uh, actual scoreline. You know, there was really only one test match where the England beat Australia convincingly, and that was at Lords. But in the first test, yeah, I think England won by about 12 runs, you know. And... But that first test match is remembered for 98 runs scored by young Ashton Ager, who was surprisingly selected as the Aussie spinner. Um, yeah, and he broke the record for the highest score by a number 11 batsman and the highest partnership for the 10th wicket. And he scored that with the late Philip Hughes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so... But... Later in the year, the Aussies got sweet revenge and by destroying England at home with a 5-0 whitewash. And Mitchell Johnson, the great left-arm Australian quick, he destroyed the Poms, taking 37 wickets for the series, wow. including 7 for 40 in the first innings of the Adelaide Test. So if you ever go on YouTube and have a look at that, <laughs> that time where he destroyed them in Adelaide, yeah. oh, man... He destroyed careers. <laughs> now, there was one guy, Jonathan Trott. He was a, um English number three batsman. Really good player. Another, yeah. South, another South African pom. Yeah. And, yeah, he just scared him to death, you know. And that was the end of his career. Yeah. He just went home a wreck. Yep. And, you know, even players like Kevin Peterson, you know, the great... Another South African pom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, he's one of the greatest batsmen of all time and he's never been so scared in his life. Yeah. Yeah. And when he had to face Mitchell Johnson in that series. Because oh, yeah. what happened with Mitchell Johnson, he, he um, you know, in the previous time when England toured Australia, you know, the Barmy Army were giving him heaps and singing all sorts of songs about him and... You know, he bowls the left, he bowls to the right. That Mitchell Johnson, he's bowling a shite. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, he, he, I remember he copped a bad foot injury when they were playing in South Africa. So he was out of the game for about a year. And, but he said that was the best thing that ever happened to him because he got to have a complete rest and he got to work with, you know, Dennis Lilly and, and a lot of his... He just sort of got that love back for fast bowling again. Yeah. And part of his training and his rehab, once he was able to run again, was just going for jogs with a ball in his hand. Yeah, just getting that feel and, yeah, yeah and 
no, he just came back with a vengeance. And uh, yeah, no, it was great to watch. Sweet revenge. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going to the Gabba test, the first test at the Gabba, and I went on day four, and yeah, it was about halfway through the second session. This massive storm hit the Gabba, and it was hailing, and it was like rain like you'd never seen before. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought, oh, that's the end of play for the day. You know, <laughs> I just went home. And then when I got home, I put the right, and they were back playing again. And I'm going, what? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, they went on the, and won the test match that day. So I yeah. missed, um, yeah, I missed the ending, which I was spewing about. Mm. Yeah. So in rugby league, the Sydney Roosters won the NRL grand final, defeating Manly. 26 points to 18, and they had they signed Sonny Bill Williams. You know, he's an incredible athlete. <laughs> you look at what he's achieved. Yeah. Um, yeah, they signed him at the start of the year, and, you know, he started off his career playing for Canterbury, and then he left them and went and played French rugby for a while, and, and he's had, like, a distinguished boxing career too, you know. Yeah. yeah. And... Yeah, the Roosters thought, oh, you know, we, we need to sign him. You know, if we sign him, we go, we'll win the Premiership. Yeah. They did. And I remember in the first half of that grand final, he'd had, a really, he'd had a dog of a first half, you know. He was making mistakes and Manly were on top and he just wasn't firing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember Livy was little at the time and, and the, oh, that second half, you know, she wouldn't go to bed. <laughs> So I missed basically the whole second half yeah. and I missed um, Sonny Bill Williams throwing this brilliant pass yeah. for the Roosters to score and that just what he did, that, you know, from there they gained a lot of momentum and yeah. went on and won the grand final. Yeah, yeah so uh, Hawthorne won the AFL Premiership defeating Fremantle in the grand final. 77 to 62. I'll just go back to rugby league for a sec. Remember in that third state of origin, um, it was a deciding game in Sydney and it was really close at the end and it was about a couple of minutes to play and and this streaker ran out onto the ground (laughs) 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 trying to tackle the players and, oh, gosh. The old, in the 70s and that. yeah. When the cricket got boring, there'd always be a stripper come. A That's stri- right. A streaker come out. Oh, there. yeah. You don't see him much now, yeah. but, geez, it used to be all the time. Yeah. Mm. And Australia qualified for its third straight World Cup, defeating Iraq 1-0 to qualify for Brazil 2014. Mm. Yeah, so I remember watching that and I was getting really anxious because I thought, oh, gosh, oh, geez, I hope they bloody score. And yeah. they, they did right at the end. So that was a brief, a big sigh of relief. And Rugby Union, you had the British and Irish Lions tour. And, yeah, they defeated Australia two tests to one. And they, the first two tests were really close. You know, it was only like two points in it. Um, but, no, nah, third test, they've, yeah, they won easily, 41 to 16. And it was a big year in horse racing. Aussie horse race Black Caviar retired after being undefeated in 25 races, including 15 Group 1s. Yeah. And the trainer was Peter Moody. He won close to $8 million in prize money. And that's not bad, you know, because he was bought for like $250,000. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bad investment. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, we had a poor moment in 2013 with disgraced cyclist Lance Armstrong being exposed and interviewed by Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he was stripped of all these seven Tour de France titles for doping, and he was banned for life from competing. And he was just, he was just a dickhead, pardon my French, you know, just very arrogant, um, I remember watching that interview and he didn't care less. Yeah. You 
just didn't care. Um, yeah, and the, and the thing was, like, the way he bullied his teammates into doing it, you know? And it was something he'd done for many years and you know, demanding that some of his teammates be involved in the doping process. And, yeah, unfortunately, that Tour de, de France has been a Tour de Force, Tour de Farce, I call yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. There's been so many winners that have been stripped, you know, because of... Yeah. But it's been, I think they've cleaned it up a fair bit uh, yeah, in recent years, which is good. Yeah. So, Glenn, what, what happened in motorsport in oh, the year 2013? Yeah, 2013, the, starting off with the Gold Coast 600. Mm-hmm. Vodafone. Uh, yeah, all the Australian winners there. Jamie Wincup, Glenn... Craig Lowndes and that, yeah, you know, which that, yeah, you know, they've run it regularly. Of course, it's a three, three hundred mm-hmm. kilometer race. They break it down into two sections. Yep. Through the streets of the beautiful Surface Paradise and Main Beach. Mm. Yeah. So that's unfortunately hasn't been on this year. We go over to. Yeah, I had a picnic near, near there last week and yeah. they've still got the grid positions there on the road, yeah. I've noticed. Mm. And down at Phillip Island for the MotoGP season, well, the motor, it, you know, the, they travelled to different countries. But, um, <laughs> of course, the, the people that win it, I can't really pronounce their name, but Georgie... Lorenzo. Oh, yep. And mm-hmm. Danny Presidio. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Danny Alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> Valentino Rossi came in third. And these strains were way down the list. The strains didn't finish. I must have, must have dropped out. Mm-hmm. Or am I looking at the right one? (laughs) Am I? Because every time you look at at Wikipedia, it always changes the format. Yeah. So you don't know whether... Changes by the second, doesn't it? Whether whether it's in the 500, Mm. 250 or the 125. Yeah. Yeah, But, oh, Phillip Island's a great place. Have you ever been to Phillip Island? it's on my bucket list. Yeah. So now that the kids are out of home and hopefully they won't come back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I went there years ago to yeah. feed the penguins with the family, but yeah. Yeah, I don't remember no, I wanna, race track being there. I want to yeah. get to Phillip Island and, and mm. also get over to the Isle of Man. Yeah. I want to go to the Isle of Man and just watch, see, watch him fly around there with, with um, yeah. Very little protection like we right. have in yeah. in Australia with the street racing because even in this documentary they talk about this light post that instead of being next to the pathway, it actually sticks out on the road mm. and where the bikes come around, they quickly then have to go around it. Mm. And they're doing something like 160 odd miles an hour. Yeah, I've seen some of those <sighs> scenes from some of those rally yes. races yeah. and gosh. Yeah. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. And mm. of course, yeah, well, super, super cheap auto, Bathurst 1000. Mm. Again, you know, Jamie Wincup was a big winner there. Okay. Pole position. I was, and I, um, so he, he had pole position, but it was Mark Winterbottom. Oh, yep. That came, the, mm-hmm. the winner. Yeah. And Steve, Stephen Richards. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah that, that's Bathurst. Yeah, if you're coming, if you like your motorsports and you're coming to Australia, a Bathurst is a must-see. Oh, it? it is. Yeah. Especially that museum there. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant, that museum. But, yeah, but just that, well, yeah, for a street track... Mm. It's been around for so long. Mm. 
and has such a big history of what's been going on. Oh, exactly. But yeah. that's it for um, Motorsport for this episode. Yeah, thanks, Glenn. Yeah. Right, so we've got the answers for the quiz now, and we'll welcome back Miss Olivia. Right. So we've got a few famous names here. Mm. Yep. I'm sure you've heard of the first one, Libby. Mm. He's married to a Spice Girl. Do you know who that is? No. <laughs> you know the Spice Girls, don't you? Not really. Oh, I thought you did. No. No, I think she's a generation after because my my daughter was a real Spice Girls fan. Yeah. What are their names again? There's Posh Spice. Cardi B. Ginger Spice. Spidey Spice, Ginger Spice, Baby Spice. And Cardi B. What Sorry. are you talking about? Uh, 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 Ginger Spice, Sporty Spice, Baby Spice and Posh Spice. Right. Wasn't there a scary spice in there somewhere? Oh, yeah, yeah, and scary. Yeah. yeah. What was your favourite, Glenn? Well, <laughs> my, fa <laughs> my favourite was, was when it finished. Because yeah. my, my daughter was that obsessed with it. That she yeah. had that sp spice world and all this, and it was just full mm. on. It, it was like... It, it's the same audio as Gorgia's song. It was just sort of, I just want this oh, to finish. Yeah. <laughs> but she had to drag on for so long to be, had to take her to the movies to watch it. But they're up there with uh, one of the, you know, the songs that you just tuned off to. <laughs> yeah. Even being the, the, the father and taking her to the movie and, yeah. and have to sit through it with all these. Mm. Yeah, you know, other couple hundred girls and the oh, yeah. parents in the theatre and driving insane. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure that most of the um, parents dropped their kids back home and went straight to the nearest pub mm. after sitting through that movie. <laughs> okay, yeah. Olivia. Mm. Right. So, which famous English? I hope you had today because you yeah, a bit sniffly and choked up. Which famous English footballer played his last played his last game of his career in Dave, 2013? David Beckham. That's right. He played for uh, his last game was for Paris Saint Germain. Germain, yeah. So in the French league. Daddy. Oh, I was going to have that muffin, but yeah, you can have it. I'm giving it to you. No, no, I don't want it. Okay. <laughs> you got to give us the answers first. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, he played for Man United and LA Galaxy, but his time was with Man United was where he was uh, most known, what he was most known for, and those uh, spot kicks he used to take, scoring those incredible goals for England, yeah. especially that one to get them into the World Cup when they were playing against Greece. Yeah. And the great Martin Tyler, his commentary at the time. Oh. He's my favourite, favourite soccer commentator of all time, that one. Yeah. Right. Which cricket legend retired from the game after his 200th test match at the age of 40? Sachin Tendulkar. Sachin Tendulkar, the great Indian little master. Mm, that's incredible. 200 test matches. Yeah. So he, he played his first test match when he was like 16. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you think Steve Waugh, he played, what, 152? Yeah. So he played, played 48 test matches. Yeah. So that's just incredible. Yeah, it is. 200 test matches. In a 24-year An absolute 24 freak of the game. Yeah. yeah. Lovely man too, you know, very modest. Yeah. Right. What horse trainer celebrated her maiden Melbourne Cup victory when her horse, Fiorente, ridden by Damien Oliver, won the Melbourne Cup that year? Who was it? Guy Waterhouse. Guy Waterhouse. Yep. 
Okay. Thanks, Libby. You're welcome. Okay, now we've got the draw for the next episode. I've actually picked a year. Oh, have you? You have to guess it. Okay, deal. It is in the 80s. Oh, so I don't need to do the chant this week. Okay. And the clue is it was an important year in that decade. Okay. Right. So I'm thinking of the years in the 80s that we've done so far. Now, let me do my homework. We've done 1980, we've done 81, we've done 87, I think. Ah, 1988. That's great. Yep, the bicentenary. Yeah. Oh, I look forward to that. Great. Good pick, Glenn. Yeah. Yep, so I look forward to talking about that and... In our next episode, we've got a, a special guest coming along. Yeah. He's a, a friend of myself and Glenn's. Yeah. And, but he's a former captain of the Gold Coast Pistol Club yes. here on the Gold Coast. It's the largest uh, gun club. Yeah, in Australia. In Australia, yep. So, yeah, he'll be coming along to say good day and educate us about the sport of shooting. Yeah. And, and just his involvement with the sport over so many years. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I definitely look forward to that. Okay. So that's the end, end of uh, this week's episode. And so it's a thanks for joining us for this episode of Paul Sporting Memories. And don't forget to check out our Facebook for posts on my sporting memories. There'll be heaps more going up this week, yeah. especially this weekend. Uh, <laughs> so it's thanks to Gold Studio Productions for producing Paul's Sporting Memories. So please check out Gold Studio Productions on Facebook. So it's a goodbye from Paul. It's a goodbye from Glenn. Goodbye. Bye.